Hi, it's Cardi. Hi, it's Ali. And welcome back to another episode of Creative Corporates. Today, we are debunking the very special creative and corporate myth and pretty much how we came to life. So, thought I might start what being a creative corporate means to me. Because pretty much for all of my life, I think I felt or I've questioned whether I have to be just a creative or whether I have to be just a corporate. And it's left me feeling so divided. Can I be a violinist, you know, and or pursue something in the music space? Or alternatively, do I have to go down the legal path because everyone around me is in law and do I need to specialize in a particular area? The reality is that you don't have to be one or the other, that actually both of them complement each other. And there's no reason to have such a huge distinction. It's actually something that's completely misunderstood. What, that's really where I think creative corporate, the whole you know terminology was born because it was the realisation that, you know what, if you want to be a successful creative, man, you've got to have some really good commercial acumen and you've got to be a corporate because you know what, anyone that's doing well has got all the back work done and dusted. Mate, you've got the pre-production planned, you've got the post-production for everything, for the show to run smoothly. Same with all your accounting, etc. If you want a business in music and so you, you want that to be something sustainable, I'm telling you that is 100% a business. Same with the corporate space. If you want to be in demand and to be generating business, well, then you've got to stand up from the crowd. And the only way that you're going to do that is if you've got some sort of creativity. If you see, when you think about it, all these different service-based businesses, right, which is the majority of most things, which is all relationship-based, the only thing that's going to allow you to stand out is what? Maybe a bit of branding. Oh, wait, that's creativity. You know, so you need to be attracting people that are creative to your space. You know, when I see something that I like, it's subjective because it's got something, it, it might be something to do with the colour scheme that I like about it. It's the feel of the place. That's why people, you know, when you shop, you like certain things because it's it's the branding. Um, it makes you feel like it's you. And so, you know, this whole idea that, you know, one person's got to be creative and one person's got to be corporate, like that is a myth. And you know what? The people that are honestly the most satisfied you know, the people that are going, you know what, I might have my corporate day job or I might have my creative day job, but you know what, by night I'm doing something different. And that is what makes, you know, someone really satisfied. And you know what, like completely an all-rounder, you know, and that's what you want. I'll share a little bit more in a sec, but Ali, I mean, what does being creative corporate mean to you? Um, firstly, that was incredibly inspirational. And we have been trying to define this for so long. I'm just like proud mum over here. Okay, um, look, I would have to say that even going through this podcast journey and, and articulating, you know, creative corporates, people really talk about, you know, are you isolating one or are you isolating the other? You know, can someone be a creative? Can someone be a corporate? When I think about the things I speak about in my corporate job, you know, when you're making quote unquote small talk, quote unquote, around the water cooler that doesn't exist anymore you know we're not really talking about oh how how well do you do excel outside of work it's things like we talk about you know I learned how to cook something or I'm actually really interested in this or I'm moonlighting as a dj 
You know, it's being a creative person to give you, as Cardi said, that outlet. And I think not having that and as, as an individual and that not being celebrated really robs you of such a richness in life. And so when I was looking at, you know, everyone's got their LinkedIn and everyone's really showy and everyone's really rewarded for that sort of commercial mindset. But I thought, you know, where's a space that you can go? But that's only just half of the equation. How do you help others showcase the brilliance that they have? You know, is it someone who, you know, works in digital marketing, but also crochets on the weekend and really has their own side business for that? And I really wanted to create a space where you were able to share those stories, to be able to help promote those individuals. And hopefully if that, if they actually don't just default to a corporate life, but want to move into their creative space, that it gives them, I guess, inspiration to see how other people have done it, learned about why having that creative outlet is so important to helping them thrive at work. And so I just didn't feel like those stories were being shared. And so that for me was what I wanted. Now, Cardi can vouch for this. I had never really thought of myself as a creative person. And I think when we were talking and, you know, I was like, oh, I've just done this graphic design on Canva for this one of our podcast art, you know, or um, I'm looking at at like a story here and I think we could use this. And you had to remind me, Cardi, that that was creativity. It is though. And I think that is what's so interesting is because I think the industry that you work in is formally speaking corporate. So you naturally regard yourself as a corporate person, which don't get me wrong, you are. Um, But I think you don't even realize sometimes that, you know, you think you want to be creative, mate, you are creative, you know, and it's just about realizing what are certain things that allow for creative thinking and creative work. You know, being creative, I mean, it lends itself towards being able to problem solve and actually or or bring new ideas to the table. You know, when businesses are going, we want to evolve as a business. That signals that they want change. How are they going to drive change? Well, you've got to be getting people that can see things that are outside of the box and think, well, you know, I have this idea for X, can I apply this to Y? You know, it's a question of is that creativity, I mean, can that be fostered and nurtured through, formally speaking, creative activities? I mean, I know a lot of workplaces that seem to really appreciate the arts, you know, and creativity because they can see the value that it has um, in, you know, bringing, I guess you could say, entrepreneurs into the workplace to improve their business because they benefit. Um, But, I mean, what do you think? Okay, so firstly, I've really been toying with this idea of entrepreneur and I actually just think it's the funniest, to be honest, because it's kind of like we all want to be entrepreneurs. That's like the sexy thing in corporate, like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, okay. And so we kind of made this term entrepreneur to be like, oh, you you can have those skills, but, you know, just, just don't leave your job. I'm like, really, that's just channeling creativity, challenging the status quo, you know, bringing upon new ideas and being a bit of a maverick in terms of challenging those current processes. And all of that is creativity to me. You know, that's what it really comes down to. And 
when I think about, you know, where the world is heading, so much uncertainty when a lot of clients and they're coming to professional services firms, it's because they're looking for an out of, quote unquote, out of the box thinker, right? When your boss comes to you and they're like, I want this, but different. And you're like, okay, how? And they're like, oh, no, different. And you're like, awesome. Love that for me. Cool, cool, cool. Can you, and you have to basically use creativity to extract that and to make sure that you're delivering. And that's a creative skill. And so I'd really just like to debunk this idea that corporates can rely on that whole binary definition of, oh, I can't do that because I'm a corporate or I'm not going to do this because I, I refuse to lean into this thinking. I, I said this in a previous conversation as well. Like if I can learn pivot tables, as you can tell, I've really just dived into Excel. You can learn creativity. Like you can start and it, what it comes down to like any other skill is unlearning and relearning. And if you're willing to do that, of course, you can foster creativity. Now I say this with a caveat. Um, so as Cardi knows, one of the hobbies I tried to pick up during COVID was abstract art painting. Um, I fully committed to this concept. I have, you know, pre-pre-lockdown bought a whole set of paints. I have the full shebang, all the little paintbrushes, all the layers. I have so much blue paint in my house. Um, how much have I used? Literally zero. And I think it's coming down because I have a little bit of a phobia of like, I don't know how to start. I don't know if it's going to work. What's the process? What's the system? You know, there's a bit of a, what do you call it? Like creative blockage, but I'm still conceptually like, I know I need to practice this skill like anything else. But you know, what's great about creativity in that aspect is when you're talking about fine arts or music or producing content that is creative, is that it's subjective. So ultimately, why are you creating it? Well, it's definitely not to create, like to impress anyone. It's not to improve your bottom line. It's virtually for you. And so, you know, yeah, obviously, if you're trying to deliver a creative project to someone else that goes, oh, look, I don't know exactly what I want, but it just doesn't sound quite right or it just doesn't look quite right, just do it again. You know, the whole idea that you can even create three different, you know, revisions on it that are completely different to, you know, make way is actually such an exciting part of the journey, you know, because you get to work through different clients and work through with different people, gauging, well, what is it they like and enjoy? Yes, you could argue that's frustrating because it's not as simple as what, you know, your logical one plus one equals two, right? But when you think about it, that's a job for a computer. That's going to be automated one day. Creativity, I don't see how that's going to be automated. I think it's going to be enhanced. I think there'll be new ways that you can be creative. So we look at this in terms of digital art, in terms of mixed reality that you're using this technology. But I think as a basis, you're absolutely right. Versus accounting, you know, numerical stuff, that sort of stuff, it's on the trajectory that ideally we want, you know, that to be automated. But a lot of what that is envisioned to help with is to allow people to lean into that creative expression. So those who are, who are dancers will find a better place in that sort of new transitional world 
where that's really seen as valuable. So we're not there yet. We're kind of in the stage of maybe pick up the art brush, Alex, and try a piece of abstract art, TBD. But what we really wanted to share, I guess, was kind of debunking the idea that you had to choose a binary option. You either had to be a creative or you had to be a corporate. And hopefully within this space, we can show you that there's space for both and both can benefit from one another and that's ultimately giving you an enriched life. And they pretty much coexist. I mean, one question I have for you then is did you ever feel when you were growing up that there was a distinction between a creative and a corporate? Yes. Um, literally, I think I would have to say like we're very creative as, as, as a family, um, you know, good talkers, good orators. However, I would say that the focus is always to pivot more towards the corporate space. But I would have to say that, you know, if you looked at where I was better at in, in terms of subjects, they definitely lent itself to more corporate jobs. You can still find engagement or enjoyment in those things. It depends on what's really valued. But I would say overall, I compare that to, you know, one of my cousins is a phenomenal dancer and we've always gone and supported that and seen that as a, as a true artistic form. So I think, yeah, it does vary between families. For me, I would say um, I still value it very highly and I would say it's something I want to cultivate. You know, I moved to Surrey Hills so that I could be around more of a creative space and people who are really living that creative lifestyle. Well, funnily enough, I think since... I mean, we're in lockdown again. Previous to, you know, during last year post the first lockdown that we had in Sydney, I noticed that there really was a huge demand from, for example, just people really dying to get into creative fields or work just for recreation because I think people just began to realise how important that was for their mental health. And you start to see more and more of that now um, that we're back into lockdown again. People are going, you're not actually allowed outdoors. So what can you do indoors? Well, when you think about it, you know, I mean, it is a bit limiting. But ultimately, if you've got a creative workspace indoors, you've got an outlet that you can do on your own. So you're not reliant on other people. It allows for your expression to be you know, not just in your mind or in your head or through communication because you obviously, you know, can't socialise as much, but you can let it out in different forms, whether it's through an instrument, whether it's through creative expression, it could be through cooking, it could be through making or building something. The whole idea of even designing, you know, whether it's on the computer or physically, the concept of design or just thinking out of the box is incredible. And so it's being encouraged more and more. I mean, I think also the value, like I said, of creatives, even probably with the new generation, has is shifting. Like you talked about, for example, when you were growing up, you know, was there a value towards creative and corporate or all corporates? Because at the time there were two distinct things. Well, I think, yes, you could argue that still exists, but I think 
the new and upcoming generation is going, actually, they're really pushing towards the importance of creative thinking because they can see that the corporate space is changing on such a fast level that you actually won't be able to keep up if you cannot bring new ideas to the table. Like, for example, the whole concept of startups, that, when you think about it, is really a new concept, right? And so being able to think of something and bring it to life that quickly requires a a lot of creativity. But the question is, do you have to foster that at a really young age or is it something that you can just pick up? Same with corporate skills. You know, are you training for that your whole life or, you know, do you just start learning that on the job? I mean, arguably, I'd say they're pretty much the earlier that you can start building those, I guess, strengths, you know, up until the time, you know, you're, you finish school, um, that's going to really lend itself so much more, you know, like I ask questions with parents and I go, they'll present themselves and they'll say, oh, we're really interested in my child learning, um, X, Y, or Z instrument. And I go, oh, fantastic. So what are your goals? Are you looking to be, you know, a professional performer? Et cetera. And they're, oh, they interrupt instantly and they go, oh, no, 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 not, not for young Johnny. Um, we, our goal for Johnny is we just want him to be happy. We want him to be, to enjoy the music. We want him to be able to share that with his family and friends. So it's the concept of it also being something that's a shared community spirit. You know, everyone in the world loves music. It's, it's, it's a joint language, you know, you don't ha- it's, it's shared by everyone. And so I think the more that you lend into shared languages, that is also brings about so much peace for people. Absolutely. And I think you, you asked earlier, you know, can it be fostered? Can it be taught? You know, when you think about a really common rule or phrase, it's really the 10,000 hours rule. And what's that really focused on? Well, that's really focused on the idea that to get any certain skill, you need to hit 10,000 hours. Malcolm Gladwell wrote in Outliers, which is a book I've already recommended. He talks about the difference between, you know, professionals in any, in any industry is basically how fast they get to that 10,000 hours. And so if you want to create a career in whatever that, that area is, it's how fast and how early do you get to those 10,000 hours? That's not to say then that if you, again, if you don't think you're good at being creative, you don't think that you're able to do a corporate skill, you don't know how to do data science, you don't know how to do abstract painting, you don't know how to do graphic design, la, la, la. Stop telling yourself that you don't know how to do it and start saying, I just don't know, I just haven't practiced enough yet to be good at this thing. And ultimately, in a world where there's ever-changing demands for skills, et cetera, you might need to stop and start a few different skills, but you can actually bring each into whatever experiences you have. And that's all part of being that creative corporate as it emerges, as you said, Cardi, and the demands and the uncertainty that we're seeing in the corporate world is definitely demanding things quite differently Um particularly I would say in the managing ambiguity. And I think that's a skill that, again, creatives do really well. I think going on to that point too is really we really start to see though how creative skills lend itself though to different industries. You know, for example, say if you've got 
someone that's, it could be a consultant, right? The great thing about that is, yes, you are are a consultant, but the more industries that you work in, the better your experience is going to be and the more that you can give because you've seen what works and what doesn't work in a certain space. And that might be for a whole range of reasons, but you need to be working in different industries to gain that experience and that value that you can then share and pass on. If you're just working in the same space day in, day out, don't get me wrong. Of course, you're going to learn, but the thing is, are you limiting yourself? You could be, you might not, but the thing is you always benefit though from getting outside of your comfort zone. And my point there is don't just think that, you know, you have to work in a corporate industry to be a successful consultant. You're going to be just as successful by being able to work in a creative space, i.e. it could be, for example, you know, a music business to see how they've built that up to then be able to advise um, and then take that to the next thing. And it just it improves your career. People say you change your career what? Nine times in your lifetime, maybe even more. I think it was something ridiculous like for maybe millennials, it was like five average of five careers. And now with the new upcoming generations, like something like ridiculous, like 18 wow. different careers. And that's just the nature and seismic shifts that we're seeing in industries. So yeah, like I all I'm hearing and all I'm and listening to is there's no downside to practicing creativity. There's no downside to picking up a new skill. What we really want to showcase, again, is people who are doing that, people who have done that well, different skills or different approaches where you can leverage creativity and ultimately just giving a space to be able to share what we're learning and that journey because this in itself, this podcast is a creative journey. It's one I'm absolutely loving and one I'm hoping to continue to grow. But I guess for now, what we'd really like to say is this is what Creative Corporates is about. We will evolve and adapt according to your needs. And we're really hoping that you'd learn something along the way. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Creative Corporates on Instagram and we'll keep you up to date with the latest and greatest reels. (laughs) Thanks everyone. Bye.